0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 6, the season finale of The Nerd Corner. My name is Glenn. I'm Emily,
1: and this week we will be talking just about video games. We have an extra guest with us this week, and
2: we will uh, throw it to you you, guys.
3: Hi, I'm Zach.
2: Oh, hi, I'm Nemo.
0: Hi, guys. What's up? Welcome to the podcast. So, we're going to jump right in here, do a little bit of background. Um, We wanted to ask you guys, or we're going to kind of all talk about how... Did you get into
3: video games? Okay, I guess I'll start. Um, when I was five, I remember it was kindergarten me just sitting around doing absolutely nothing, and my dad comes home with this disc. And he's like, "You got to see this," and it was—I remember it was Doom—and he had it to run on like Windows XP or Vista or whatever was popular at that when I was five. And uh, he's like, "You got to play this." So he brought me downstairs, and he like. Because of our, we left our computer and he showed up showed me like video games like playing doom for the very first time the original doom one and i just remember falling in love with doing that and playing video games and my mom was pissed because she's like you can't what are you doing he's five what are you doing playing Doom?" <laughs> was was your first video game was one of the yeah, most violent ever gonna, created i was gonna ask yeah. so
0: how
1: did like the gore quote-unquote
3: my mom was not impressed <laughs> you yeah. remember that doom was like one of the main reasons that and mortal kombat like why we have a rating system yeah. is because of those two games mortal kombat. and it's like that was my first game and that's what got me like into it and then i remember when i was seven i played the original call of duty like the very first call of duty game and just falling in love with that it's still so nostalgic whenever i play it again but that's how i got started was with doom <laughs> nice right.
2: now we're gonna to go to Emma. okay so fun story Uh, I read a lot when I was younger rather than playing video games. Both of my brothers loved video games. And then one day my mom looks at me and she goes, put down the book, be a normal kid and go play video games with your brother. So that's how I started with Mortal Kombat and Tekken. (laughs) (laughs) So... And my brothers got really mad because they're like, it's not fair that you're making us play with our little sister. And I was just like, but I'm pressing all the buttons and your guys are dying. So that's how you play video games, right? (laughs) And I just love games now.
0: (laughs) Nice. Well, I'll go ahead and say that I don't remember what my first game was. I feel like the old person in the room, because my first computer was a Windows 95.
3: Yes. And I'm pretty
0: sure I had like some kind of educational game that was written in like mm. 1996. <laughs> but I remember the first game that I really got into was Battlefield 2. Okay. I had a Windows XP machine, and I somehow convinced my dad to upgrade the graphics card in my computer. Like It was like a computer my brother and I shared, primarily for school so that I could run the free demo of Battlefield 2 that my dad got on like a utilities uh, sample disc or something. And I just played it on single player. I didn't know what multiplayer was. Like, I didn't know you could play with other humans. I didn't figure that out until later.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And that was after I
0: moved and my internet went from uh, tier 2 DSL to um, satellite. (laughs)
3: Wow, really moving up in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Really
0: moving up in the world. A lot of fresh air out in the country, guys. (laughs) But that's that. So, so then I kind of moved off from video games because they're every. At, at that particular time around 2006 to about, I'd say maybe 2015, 16, we're still even getting over it today. A lot of games were very multiplayer only based. Mm-hmm. Kind of like your games like Overwatch and stuff like that that were designed to be played with other people, didn't have campaigns like Call of Duty and stuff like that. And uh, Battlefield 2 technically didn't have a campaign, it just had single player maps that you could fight <laughs> these really. Re- Awful bots on And just play around And so I'm just like Yep I remember back when Graphics cards That had 256 megabytes Were the new hot thing From ATI
3: That hurt me. You're old <laughs> That old. hurt me yeah. So deeply <laughs>
0: <laughs> Guys remember AGP slots No I didn't think so <laughs> I was still probably
3: Learning to talk then <laughs>
0: To be fair, I'm only 22. I'm not that old, <laughs> yeah. but I
3: mean I mean I'm 18. So like Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, You're when, you a said, fetus. Like, when, when you said like when when you
0: said oh XP Vista whatever was popular when you were in kindergarten, I'm like I can't be that old that Vista was when you no, were in kindergarten. No, absolutely.
3: <laughs> I was I was 5 and that, that was only 13 years ago, so it's like Well, let me think. 7
0: came out in 2009. I think Vista came out in 08. Oh
3: god, it was before Vista then.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, XP came out in 02. Like that's like the gap. Okay, I mean, XP was the operating system. It would have been like two thousand four. Okay, so so, that that makes me feel a little bit better. I was like two thousand four. I was nine. Okay. So that's about right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. So me, my time to shine. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, <sorry. laughs> Go for it. <laughs> um. So my first console was a Nintendo sixty four. Uh. That's what a- we had. All right. uh, and the first game I vividly remember playing is Majora's Mask um, as well as we played uh, there was a bunch of them we played Majora's Mask we played uh, Ocarina of Time uh, it was mostly the Zelda games that I would watch my brother play yeah because <laughs> nice. they looked really hard and I didn't know what to do and I didn't realize you had to like talk and like read actually read what they were saying <laughs> oh yeah uh, a lot I, of reading I, just, uh, I would just
2: spam A and then oh, move yeah. on
1: <laughs> no,
3: absolutely I mean, Why do- can't I beat
1: this water I still temple? Do that.
2: Yeah. I was like, what am I supposed to do? I think they told me like three hours ago what, remember, what the
3: end goal of this quest was. But, yeah. I remember time I'm playing Skyrim and there's like uh, there's one puzzle in the game. And I'm like, how the, how are you supposed to do this? Find out there's a book. Oh, yeah, you're sitting to- in the place. If you just read the book, it tells you what to do. <laughs> it took like 45 minutes. I was bad.
2: You don't even have to like actually read the book. You just open it and it goes to the next part of the quest and it's like here's where you're going now and you're
3: like oh Oh, i don't want to read the books if i wanted to read i want to be playing a video game (laughs)
0: it's funny that you mentioned console like nintendo 64 because that was the one that i had for a long time like we didn't get to upgrade to anything else no matter how much i begged my mom (laughs) yeah
1: we um, went from um,
0: until i got a Wii.
1: our console progression in our house was nintendo 64 to gamecube to an xbox to 360, now we have, my brother has an Xbox One that I don't really use anymore. Xbone. Yeah.
2: It makes me feel a little, old. the oldest system we have in our house is uh, Super Nintendo.
0: Ooh. Mm. I went and bought one of those later because I really wanted one. They're really fun. They're,
2: they're, the
3: yeah. freaking hard. Yes, they, they are because you can't save You can't Oh, yeah. well, actually, yeah. that's not
0: true. Certain games could, but they sacrificed some of their game content oh, yeah. space
3: to do it. Because you have like five kilobytes to work on. <laughs> yeah, basically. I know like my dad, like my first console was a GameCube, like my first console. And um, I remember one time my dad's like, I got something in the garage. He went out and got it, grabbed an NES that he had oh, in the garage. Man. An NES in one game, in Mario. That was all he had. And we played Mario for a little bit. And like I learned like what the NES was like. And uh, my I, my console progression was from the GameCube to the Wii to PS3 and then on to PS4. And I switched over to Sony. Massive
0: leap in graphics there. Oh, dude.
3: <laughs> the Wii didn't even have HD functionality. Like, it ran at 480p. There's no game that runs on HD on that console.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, that was back. Let's see. PS3 was back when HD was finally taking mm-hmm. hold. And we're like, guys, it's not just a video game console.
3: <laughs> it plays Blu-rays. And we're like... Where are the TVs for that? <laughs> yeah, then you remember came out with costing $600 on release. So oh, like, yeah. it, and it still ridiculous. got mobbed.
0: <laughs> so that actually brings up our next point very nicely. We wanted to kind of see what you guys thought of, like, are you guys console fans primarily or are you guys PC Master Race?
2: I cannot afford to keep up with pc That's fair. in <laughs> any regards um if i tried i would fall behind so fast that there's no point in even trying to learn how to use the mouse and keyboard controls also i'm just better off with my controller in my hand it feels more comfortable to hold a controller than it does to be like this all the time so yeah i'm gonna have to say y'all pc like they look pretty the graphics are nice if you can keep up with it. If not, your graphics are going to look terrible anyway. So I'm just going to stick with my console.
3: This fight shall begin. I like console for how easy it is for you to get into. Like Anyone can buy a console, pick it up, play a game, and it's great. You're objectively worse on a, on a console if you, if you don't use PC. You're just not as good at the game because you can't be. The, the, you're held back by a console's hardware. If I want to get a better PC, I put better parts in, I'm running at a higher frame rate. If you're running at 30 frames a second on a console, I can run 60 on PC. I can see you before you see me, Basically. hypothetically. I think the ability to move with a mouse is a lot more precise because you're not kind of constrained by where oh, your thumb can go. So I think as far as like the consumer market, you're better off with a console just because it's easy to pick up and play.
2: Definitely. If you
3: really want to play games, you've got to get a PC.
2: Again, it's an expensive upkeep, though. <laughs> Absolutely. It's not
3: as bad as you'd
0: think, because like, I'm working on... I have a custom PC, and that one... Well, I say custom as in I built it myself. It isn't that fantastic. I've been trying to upgrade it slowly, piece by piece. But it, I survived on a NVIDIA GTX... Uh, not GTX... Uh, Dang, I can't remember what it's called now. But basically, it was before the GTX cards that are popular right oh now. God. It had a gigabyte of RAM, but, like, the number <laughs> of Cuda cores was sad. It, oh, it was a 9500 GT. It wasn't even a GTX series. That sucker that wouldn't no run <laughs> Subnautica to save your life. Mm. But I could run Minecraft, and that was all that mattered Sorry, at the time. All right. And then I ran... I, I, the only reason I actually had to switch was because all the new games like Overwatch and Dead by Daylight... Um, and American's Army Proving Grounds didn't have this problem. Everybody switched over to DirectX 11, which, mm-hmm. like, nullified a ton of graphics cards. Oh, yeah. so I had to upgrade. But then I'm like, oh, 1050 Ti. And now I'm like, all the frames.
3: I'm like, <laughs> I'm looking to build a PC because I've never built one um, because I've been poor. And I still am poor. But I feel But I'm that. slightly <laughs> less poor than before.
2: So How? Now you're in college.
3: My mom started to my car. You see, Ooh, that's the secret. There you go. Um, so I'm slightly less poor. So I want to build a computer. I've mapped it out. It's like $650 for a decent computer um, for now. The thing that's killing you is RAM. RAM prices are really high. And then you got mining, which has screwed over the graphics card market to no end. No, no, really. It went from like $100 for a decent card. It's now like 300 because people are buying them to mine. So it just made the market just explode. It's yeah. crazy.
0: Now, like, the super high-end, like, NVIDIA cards can easily cost you a
3: $1,000. Oh, yeah, they're upwards of, like, I think it was, like, 800 bucks for, like, a 1080. Yeah. Um, with, like, 4 gigs of VRAM, which is really good, but it's ex- really expensive.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, you can run them as, like, secondary CPUs and mine, like, crazy, and it's like, no, don't do that.
3: <laughs> but, really, if you want to get into gaming, a great place to start is console. But I think if you want to get... To the next step of that, you gotta go to PC.
0: I'm just gonna say that, uh, in terms of like esports, they're basically all PC except for Super Smash Bros. Melee, which has to be run on the GameCube, mm-hmm. but that's just the nature of the game. If you see like League of Legends, uh, Dota 2, um, especially Overwatch, I've been following Overwatch League a lot as this podcast is very well aware <laughs> yeah. um, those guys in fact actually it's kind of much unty- you mentioned frame rates the uh, overwatch league they'll have sections where they get to interview players And they'll be like, these are my settings and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, I like to run around 144 frames per second. If I go any higher than that, then you get too much detail. But if you go much lower than that, then you get like lag time. I'm like, how are your reflexes so good that you need more than
3: 120 frames to
0: play at this level?
3: (laughs) I don't think you can see that many frames. There's a whole debate between 30 and 60 frames. That's a whole thing. Oh, yeah. It's a, th- it's a thing. There's a difference. I don't care what people say. There's a difference. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No. I'm film. I've shot things at 60 frames and things at 30 frames. They look different. Inherently, they look different.
0: <laughs> Even if you take 60 frames per second footage and like put it into a 30 frames where like it's dropping every other frame. Yeah. It still has like a different look, if nothing else, but because you ran. A different
3: shutter speed. So finally, not, yeah. consoles are catching up, where they're finally being able to run stuff at sixty frames. But like on PS3, wasn't possible. Yeah, I think the PS4 can though, right? PS4 can, but a lot of the higher up games are kind of faking to get to sixty. So they run like at a lower resolution and upscale the resolution, and that's how they're getting higher frame rates on consoles now. Oh yeah, lessening the resolution. Which there was actually some legal case for it. What game got in trouble for it? I think it was maybe Horizon Zero Dawn. They, like, lowered the frame rate and sold it as 1080p, and people got really angry. It actually Ooh. ran at 900, and they upscaled it. Ooh, it was well, yeah, that's deal. a
0: significant
3: difference. It was a big deal. People got really mad. Yeah. I don't remember exactly what happened with it in the end. I think it was Horizon Zero Dawn. I know what happened with a game. Yeah. Well, that game kind of nope. faded. I remember. It, just it was obscurity. Killzone.
0: Oh, Killzone, Killzone Shadowfall. okay. Got in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Well, I think if it's not clear by now, I'm definitely the PC master race. Yeah. <laughs> I actually worked on uh, saving up money for components piece by piece so I could build a custom desktop because I was absolutely sick of my Windows Vista computer that ran like a little basic ATI graphics card. I was sick of the fact that like I couldn't run anything um, at all ever. <laughs> so I finally like bit the bullet and got like you know six core processor, 16 gigs of RAM. Um stupid powerful PSU, even though I found out that newer graphics cards, their power requirements are going down, not up, which is really nice. But um yeah, and then I finally got a ten fifty TI, and so mm-hmm. now I'm actually able to play games like Overwatch. Yeah, Uh Dead by Daylight's really fun right now. Um I oh, I started getting into PUBG. That was okay. actually I was I was almost gonna ask about like the PUBG versus Fortnite thing, but I didn't know if we had um the, that have, was going to be like another You have debate. an opinion. I have words.
2: Don't,
0: don't so we're not gonna, have
2: an opinion for gonna, that.
0: that. Well, we've got one more thing we wanted to go for, over before we uh before we end our final episode. Um we kind of wanted to do uh something like a, maybe a little bit more serious where um we kind of wanted to get everyone's opinions on like um how like mainstream media has treated video games. And there's there's a long history of that, but uh, so I would say probably like more recently um you know, especially with the fact that we've had several shootings happen around the nation recently. How do you think the uh, media has been treating video games, whether it's in a, a fair or unbalanced or biased way? Kind of what you guys are thinking about that one. <laughs> <laughs> they both what have, have very
1: strong opinions. I just that... saw both of their faces. <laughs> like, uh, prepare yourselves. Um, I know we're like 20 minutes in, but prepare yourselves. <laughs> okay.
2: Media portrays video games very unfairly, very biasly. They take, first of all, they only look at games that include violence. And they only take it to a point where they can connect it to what they're looking for. So they're not going to actually put up any unbiased information because they're only looking for their support that being said violence in video games does not necessarily equal violence in a person i started my video games with mortal kombat i'm not ripping out people's hearts
3: uh, doom. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that hits too close to home <laughs>
0: Yeah, no that's that's good. I think you're absolutely right in that regard. They tend to cherry pick their video games. I remember GTA got oh a lot God. of heat, oh, yeah. especially GTA 5 and they were like pulling up stories of like guys who did random acts of violence like attacking police officers and they're like oh yeah he was a big gta 5 player that must have been why he was violent okay but that is such
2: a small percentage of people who play these games oh yeah like if if it was happening in the majority of people who play the games yeah you might want to look at the game but it is not even close to like a significant percentage of people who play the game.
0: Yeah, like a Just lot because of people play somebody
2: it. plays the game and this happens because they play the game, that means, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> that's, that's, not, not how cor- that's not how causation works. Correlation does not equal causation. And it's barely a correlation at that.
0: I think those are the most fanciest terms we've ever heard used on this podcast oh, so far.
3: <laughs> nice. My biggest problem with the way that media shows off video games is that they don't treat it or believe it to be an art form and i think video games as much as people try to say they're just kids stuff and for fun they are an art form they're their own version of art i mean let alone you look at games like gone home where you play as this girl and you you go through a house you're in your character's family's house and they're all gone it's an empty house and you're looking through and you find out like what happened in this family like the, your sister was like hiding that she was secretly gay and from her family because she was terrified of what her family would do and you learn about this family dynamic and this things that go on throughout this game without talking to anybody. It's completely silent. Mm-hmm. You're just alone in a house reading stuff that are left in people's rooms. It is such an art to build a good game. You look at games like even um, Stanley Parable which discusses really weird things like multiverse and all that kind of stuff but it's a lot of fun and you know what you don't kill anyone in it you walk
1: yeah another thing that i want to comment on top of that is that video games are consistently the only media that can make me consistently cry Absolutely. Um, like uh i the the one that sticks in my memory the most right now is that dragon cancer oh my god oh <laughs> if you uh have not
2: seen a playthrough or have not played that game You'll need a tissue box. <laughs> oh,
3: I, I completely
2: agree. There's a mobile game. I think it's more than just on mobile, but it's at least on mobile called To the Moon. Beautiful. The soundtrack is beautiful. The visuals are beautiful. And I cried so hard. It took me like three nights to get through the deep part of the game because I just had to put the game down. I was crying too hard. Like these, and it was visually pleasing. It was. Um, audibly pleasing and it's just a beautifully mastered game
3: mm-hmm. i think games the problem is that they view the game as they see oh you're running around shooting people but what about the games that make you think about that for example there's a game called spec ops the line which if i if you looked at screenshots of it it, it looks like just a very generic brown shooter you you're the concept is you're a military team going into dubai dubai had a giant sandstorm that came in killed a bunch of people and you're going in to save people and in the game, you're not shooting terrorists. You're shooting American soldiers. That's your enemy in the game. Because the idea is that they've gone rogue. Oh. So you're actually shooting American soldiers and those are your enemies throughout the entire game. And there comes to one point, and I'm gonna spoil it because it's really, really impactful to me anyway when for my gaming. Spoiler life. alert. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't played Spec Ops Line, it came out in like 2013 and you probably didn't look play it because it looks awful, but it's really great. It really is. If you can get past how terrible the gameplay is, the storyline is incredible. It talks about PTSD. <laughs> there we go. The entire point of the game is to talk about PTSD and soldiers. It's really awesome. But there's a um, there's a moment when you're on top of on, in a, on a balcony in a building, looking over this like huge field that's been all sanded out and has tents on it. And you can clearly tell it's like a, the base of where they were located, like the American soldiers were located. And... Um, they start shooting at you and there's so many bullets coming at you. You have no other option. You're going to die. That's pretty much where you are. There's one mortar where you're standing with white phosphorus bombs and your character loads in white phosphorus bombs, fires it in the air and blows up the entire camp using white phosphorus mortars. Now that's, it's cool. It's a cool moment because like, you know you're the, you're the hero of the story. Well, you end up having to walk down there because that's the only place to go. That's, you have to go that way. So you go down and you're walking through and you just see the dead bodies of all the soldiers that you just dropped white phosphorus on and killed. It's then you walk into a tent and find the bodies of the civilians that you just dropped white phosphorus on. Ooh. It was all a lie. It turned out the, the, the Americans that you were fighting were actually not rogue and they they knew something they weren't supposed to know and you were actually sent to kill them. And you end up killing all these civilians with this white phosphorus mortar. And I remember doing that, watching the cutscene, pausing the game, and just thinking about that for a while. Yeah. How it was more than just running around shooting people. It It got me to think, like, this is what war really is like. And understand that. Games are so much more than just a way to bring out that to let out steam and I know I've done that when I was set a stress a day at, at school I would go home and I would play Call of Duty for a couple hours and that's how I relieved myself of stress but there's so much more thinking that can go on in a game and I think people miss that because they're too focused on the shooting part
0: yeah there's yeah. even games like Portal and Portal 2 that oh, yes. have fantastic storylines that tell a very compelling story of like how you ended up here and what happened to the company and the people around you, and while you're learning all this stuff, you're solving 3D puzzles with a cool little portal gun, mm-hmm. and you know most most of the games you hear about are all the violent ones. you don't hear about the ones that are either yeah. just fun or they're very like thought provocative and stuff like that and, yeah, there's and a lot of bias
1: along on that. The, f- the the lines of uh, thinking of video games as an art form, you have to be uh, you have to realize that because it is an art form, there is intelligent thought. Uh, there's an, there are very intelligent, well-meaning uh, art that is made to say something. It is made with a message. It's made with uh, a strong idea behind it. Then there's art that's made to just be fun. To just like okay here here's something I made now I just want you to enjoy it and like relax and that and, and that is the, the point of the art <laughs>
3: that's no man's sky right there yeah oh my, yes one game that the media I don't understand why the media didn't talk about it when it released I, don't know, I was super hyped for it when I heard about it the concept is that you are you are a, a, a voice you're just kind of a god being in this world but you control um these characters as they live their life in a war-torn country and you're not the soldiers you're the civilians surviving in a war-torn country Mm. and the entire concept is that you just have to live and make sure your people don't die and save whoever you can and again had one of those moments of like the idea is you got to get water you got to get food so at night the sniper fire would go away and you were able to go out and you were able to go scavenge so i remember one time i brought a shovel with my character and i sent him out and i was i went to this person's house and uh I had to sneak in because they couldn't know I was there. I didn't want them to kill me. So I snuck in. I stole some stuff and I went down and I got noticed by this old man that lived in the house. So I hit him in the face with my shovel and I killed him. Oh, damn. In one hit. Killed this old man. His wife runs over to his dead body and just starts crying over it. And she just says, take whatever you want and leave. And I'm like, what? Oh, man. He wasn't... She's like, he wasn't going to hurt you he was gonna give you stuff. Oh. The guy didn't wanna hurt me, but the, your first inclination is attack the thing that's coming at you. Yeah. So I left, and my character went home and just sat on the floor and cried. No way. And I watched the character I was playing as just sob, and he wouldn't do anything the rest of the game. I have destroyed his psyche. Wow that moment in gaming of showing like this is what people go through this is what happens in war-torn countries why isn't the media talking about that understanding what's going on I
1: could bring up some controversial points about why the media might not be talking about (laughs) that
3: what you mean they have a narrative
0: yeah (laughs) whoa
3: (laughs) who would have thought you're right GTA 5 exists and you can go pay a hooker kill her then take your money back you absolutely can do that yeah (laughs) but what about the games that matter and actually have something to say exactly
0: Well, I think these are some excellent points. Thank you, both Zach and Nemo, for being on our podcast. It and was thank you. great to be here. <laughs> it was fantastic. Thank you. And uh, thank you to everyone who actually listened to our student podcast. We appreciate you uh, suffering for 25 minutes <laughs> to help us get our views and our co- likes and our comments and our, our metrics and stuff like that. Um, but uh, thank you all for listening. And for the last time, this has been The Nerd Corner.